shows lean left, some lean right, but we lean local and business. This is North Georgia Business Radio X with Phil Benelli. For the next hour, we will celebrate the businesses in our area and the people that run them. Find us on Facebook at North Georgia Business Radio X and online at NorthGeorgiaBusinessRadioX.com. Now, here's Phil Benelli. A young man fresh out of school with entrepreneurial dreams, begins a business in the heart of the recession, grows it, makes it to an amazing thing that is a, this, ladies and gentlemen, audience members, this is the stuff that legends are made of. And our guest today, Nathan Crumley, is nothing if not a legend. Nathan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You bet. I've wanted Nathan on the show for so long, so long because he really does have, he and his brothers, who we'll talk about, have an amazing story of their business. Uh, Nathan is an owner of MNR Equipment Rental, which if you've ever rented a piece of heavy equipment or light equipment, I get, I've gotten skid steers, mini X's, pole saws, all sorts of good stuff, dump trailers. They got it all. They got it all just for you. So if you haven't met them and you need to rent something, go see them. Okay, so Nathan, tell us a little bit. I pumped you up big, but really, I didn't even pump you up enough. Tell us uh, what MR Equipment Rental does. How would you describe the business? Uh, that's that's pretty <laughs> tough. I don't... You rent equipment, yeah, right? And what all you kind of have the whole gamut. I've seen you guys at big construction sites, and then for small homeowners, who's your main customer? Dollar wise, it's probably sixty percent commercial and maybe twenty percent industrial and twenty percent homeowner. I guess. Okay, you'd say. so a good mix. Yeah. Do you all ever take any intentional steps? Say, hey, we want to be more. I mean, that's a good diversification. Is that on purpose or did it just happen? It just happened. Um, obviously, some of the the bigger items, and if you want to go to the next step, get into the commercial stuff, you got to get bigger items, and and a lot of them. Right. Um, but that's, that's how you can make a living and, and, and grow, I guess. Right. Okay. So as mentioned, you started in 2008, December of 08. Mm -hmm. Wow. So right here, we're right at a little milestone. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you bought an existing business. Mm -hmm. What was it like before you bought it? What made you want to purchase it? I guess I, I was, I grew up working in construction when, during a little bit during high school and during, in between college during summers and Christmas break and stuff. Um, and then I worked residential construction for two years after college. Okay. And um, I guess I just wanted to try something different. And yeah. I, I'd always been fascinated with equipment. Okay. And I, this, he said he was selling out and he had a couple skid steers and tractors and stuff. So did you go and say, hey, you know, did you go approach him or did he mention this to you? No, it, it's kind of just kind of luck i guess if you want to call it that i don't know early on i didn't think it was that way but um, <laughs> i i was working on a project at my parents house just okay and i needed to rent some stuff and we were just making small talk when i was in there picking up what i needed and he said he was business was slowing down he was getting out and uh it just just kind of worked out wow all right so lesson number well two lessons right there first off when you take care of your parents good things happen <laughs> Huh? Yes. Listen yes. to that, kids. But number two, you were doing this. I, I, we just see this, Nathan. So many successful business owners. They're doing something. They're going down a path. You liked working with your hands. You liked doing projects, working with equipment. You're doing that to serve somebody. 
and an opportunity arose out of that. And you took advantage of it. So what was that like? I mean, that's a big decision to make. It was. And it, at the time, I, I was didn't even have a girlfriend, so no no strings anywhere. Right. Um, other than to Gainesville. I, I, I knew I wanted to stay in Gainesville. And I, I was working in Cleveland, so I wasn't too familiar with this business in particular. Okay. Because I didn't interact with it on a daily basis, so I didn't know what he was doing or, or what kind of equipment he had and that sort of stuff. But um, I, I, I went, I think I, he, he kind of planted the seed when he told me he was selling. I took my stuff, didn't really think much about it. But then while I was working, it's kind of like I couldn't, I kept thinking about it. I wonder, right. I wonder what I could do with this. Uh, so I went, I talked to my dad and uh, went by his office and, I remember him saying the the bank will probably turn you down, but it'd be a good process to go through to to present a business plan and right. assets and valuation and all that stuff and and a good learning process even if they turn you down. Well, good advice. Yeah. So you pursued it. I did. All right, and I know your brother's on the business with you. Was mm-hmm. that a later addition? Um. Yeah, I something must have told me from the start because we named. Our LLC, the holding company, is Crumley Brothers LLC. And okay. at the time, it was a just me. Right. But my youngest brother, when I told him what we were, what I was going to do, and he was like, I, "I could change my schedule around and come work in the afternoons." And I was like, "I don't know what I, I, I didn't have a plan for another employee, so that worked nice. out." Nice. And it just worked from there. And then my middle brother, Will, was in law school, or he, yeah, I think he was in law school at the time. And uh, when he graduated law school in 2011, there weren't many law firms hiring <laughs> right. us, uh, still. So he ended up just working with us and liked it. And um, So your dad said, sounds like a good idea. And it's going to be a good idea to pursue it. You're probably going to get turned down. Mm-hmm. But go through the process. Did you get turned down and find some other financing or did it work out? No, it actually it worked out. But there were several things... You know, you you know the process, and they'll call. You turn in all this information, and then they call. Hey, we need we need some more information. I'm like, uh oh, that's not good. <laughs> all right, it's not good uh, if they want that. And so I, you know, there's a lot of praying, and it was like if if it doesn't work out, maybe it's not meant to be. And I'll, sure, I'll find something else. But it did. It worked out. And, Very wise. Yeah. I love that outlook. Looks like a good opportunity. You sought counsel. Your dad's a wise business person. Mm-hmm. Great guy to seek counsel from. Uh, and you recognize the value in moving forward and taking action, even if it didn't work out. And in fact, that's a great lesson. You know, there's things that should not be and that are not good ideas to do. But sometimes you just can't know until you get going on the process. Moving forward is the answer. Thoughtfully, with counsel, with advice, wisely. But if you don't move forward, you you may have very well been still working on that, working at that job, thinking about what could have been. Hmm. And you had put yourself in an in in a uh, position where you could take some risk, right? You didn't have a girlfriend at the time. There was a lot of ladies out there pining away, wishing one of them was lucky enough to marry you. 
the lovely Katie Crumley. But um, so you were in a position where you could take that. You could take a risk. Mm-hmm. You could sleep on your parents' couch for a little while if you weren't making any money. Yeah. And that is a that's a great lesson that you you got to be able to be in a position to take advantage of opportunity. If you're saddled with debt and all these things, you you can't. So kudos to you. All right, so you started it out, and and a lesson that that jumps out to me about having your brothers on board is that, you know, a main thing it sounds like you were looking for is just trust. Mm-hmm. You knew you could trust them, yeah, and you liked them. So Don came on board, all right, and then when how long were y'all rocking along before Will came to the company too? He he would work and help out when he was in town and available, um, but he did some law school and inter- law law interns and that sort of stuff uh, too. But I think in probably after it was after he got his bar results and he passed. All right. But uh, he just didn't find a job that he was interested in, I guess. And he decided he'd just stay with us for the foreseeable future. And I love it. And you became the only equipment rental company of your size with in-house counsel. <laughs> yeah. Impressive. Impressive. And there's probably things where he could flex those legal muscles, looking over your contracts and whatnot, he's, rental agreements. He's pretty quick to tell us we need a, an experience. <laughs> well, that's wise. Yeah. That is wise. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, a few lessons that stand out. Again, go serve. Take advantage of opportunity when it rises. And move forward. Action. Whether you, that's Somehow that's the only way how you know how it's going to turn out. So we'll come back after this break on North Georgia Business Radio X. To lease or not to lease? That is the question. Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with Nathan Crumley, owner of MR Equipment Rental, leasing world class equipment all across Northeast Georgia. Nathan, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Um, before the break, we were talking a little bit about the genesis of the company. You were in the construction industry. You were working on a project, rented some equipment from the prior owner of M&R. And he mentioned that he might be selling the business. And he mentioned that things were slowing down, which, you know, so you already you knew there'd be some turnaround. And you pursued that. You got some wise counsel. You you were even, even told, hey, it might be hard to get done, but it'd be a good exercise to pursue it. So you did. And it worked out. You started working, uh, brought on your brother part-time. So then tell us, how did, how did it go? It was December of 08. It was it was a slow time. How was business kicking off? It, it was slow. Um, not a whole lot happening. But there was still enough, I guess. Okay. And uh, there were some slow days, but... <laughs> Gave you time to polish up the counters and whatnot. Yeah. Um, were there any big surprises when you got in the business you didn't expect? I, I'm sure there were, but just coming into it, it was almost like everything was a surprise. So there's nothing. <laughs> there you go. Nothing uh, Nothing stands out. But looking back, it was a good time. Everybody, when I, People ask that still, and they're like, ooh, right there in the recession. That had to be fun. And it... 
it was doable because I'd had no, basically no overhead. Right. Very low overhead. Um, and we just made, the, did the best with what we had. That's right. And I kind of figured out running a, just a two man operation. You can't have stuff breaking down and go check on it during the, at lunchtime mm-hmm. when it breaks. So we had to upgrade as we could. And, okay. um, that's the, that we still do that. You, you got to keep stuff fresh cause you can't, you don't want customers broken down. Keep stuff fresh. Yeah. I find, you know, you're always going to have to deal with surprises. You're always going to have to deal with problems. So as much as you can, you need to mitigate those and avoid them. Um, and new equipment, it sounds like, is the answer. Mm-hmm. How do you tell just y'all are putting your eyes on all the equipment as it comes in? Or do you have some sort of schedule? How do you determine refreshing? We Now that we have a computer system, we have a we can track the maintenance on each machine um, and when it's time to, to get rid of it. All right. The repairs are just too much. You dove in. I love that because that resonates with me. Everything was a surprise. I started my banking career in December of 07, so very similar time period. And it was it was hard, very hard. But it was great for me that, yeah, everything was new, a surprise. It was new for everybody, but I wasn't spoiled by the good old days. Mm-hmm. So that was okay. You got going. When you look at, I know it's hard, it's been a while. When you look at what you know now, where you are now, would you have had, how does it meet your expectations compared to what you thought it was going to be? It's, it's way bigger. The numbers are way bigger. The, the activity is just way bigger than ever. Right. Imagine, but I had no, no preconceived notions about anything really. So. Okay. Which is good. And you were able to make it whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And, and that, I asked that because I'm I'm thinking as we talked about you just have to go, you got to move forward wisely with planning with counsel, but you have to go. You could not have known all these things, you know, if, unless you did it. And we get hung up so many times on I have to have the perfect plan. I have to get. Well, you should plan, yes, but you 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 can't plan for everything that's going to happen. You don't know till you do it. So you have to dive in, then learn, then adjust. Right? Right. And you all have how many employees now? 17 or 18. 17 or 18. Mm-hmm. What was that? At what year do you think you guys added your first non-Crumley employee? I think it was 2015. So we went for a while. Wow. Just, well, actually, we had a... That was maybe maybe 2012. But okay. Still. First full-time title, you know, professional type employee probably 2015 okay and was that a big decision it was i remember when y'all were growing like that it's like hey i got we have to have some more people but i bet that was tough because you can't adjust their salary down like you and don and will could if you had to right but you did it what finally got you over that hump just the business was there and we knew we had i think we had just bought a bigger truck and we knew we needed somebody else to help drive it too. All right. Um, help with the deliveries. That was probably the main thing was the deliveries. How many delivery trucks do you have now? Probably five to six. Wow. Every day. And then we got some spares that we wow. can add 
fill with if we need to on the first run. My office is right there at E. Butler and Jesse Jewel, and I see him going by all the time. Good stuff. All right. That it's it's so fun hearing and getting to, you know, speak with folks like you because there's a risk and uncertainty at every part, you know, and you've had to take risks. I know I've spoken with you at different points throughout the journey where it's like, we got to get more equipment. We got to do this, but we're going to have to take on debt and it's scary, right? And your business is one that you really can't grow without spending a lot more money. Right. You have to purchase these assets to do that. Um, how often are you, so we talked about the, the replacement schedule. How often are y'all making some significant growth points that we got to get a lot more equipment? I think all the time, it, it, since we're, we have more employees and so we're not as involved, we don't know what we're missing day to day, what mm-hmm. it's so hard to find. We, we trust our, our counter guys and our manager to tell us this is what we need more of. But mm-hmm. also too, since the pandemic, and the supply chain and all that stuff, you can't get it like we used to. We right. used to, we'd have a good customer that needed something and we would find a way to buy it and have it there in a couple of days <laughs> on the job site. Uh, you can't do that anymore. And um, that's, has that improved any? On some items it has, um, but for the most part, no. And I don't know if it ever will, because if I'm a, if I was a supplier, I'm, it's pretty nice having your orders your whole year booked out before you even start making anything right with no discounts needed yeah no exactly. concessions needed exactly so you're constantly having to do that mm-hmm. um do y'all try to balance how much debt you have to take on for that that's got to be tough yeah we try to use it kind of as a last resort mm-hmm. we've got at this point we've got cash flow that we can hopefully just use that to grow with but you can't also, you can't control. You put your orders in, and stuff's showing up. Maybe six months, maybe a year and a half, and they don't. It just shows up. We had a truck this morning. Just I didn't really know. Just show coming, up, yeah, with a bill. Yeah. Are y'all having to pay deposits on these? No, they've. Some manufacturers talked about doing that, but uh, nobody's done it to us. So. So nobody called and said it's coming. Yeah. They just brought the truck. They said it'd be here sometime in December. I think so. <laughs> Oh, and that doesn't work for your customers. You can't just say, hey, yeah, I'm going to have your telehandler there eh, sometime in the next couple of weeks. No, but we we were glad to have that telehandler, and it'll be going out in a couple of days. That's what it was, a telehandler? Yep. All right. When I think of when you all first started, and business was slow, and you grew it, in my mind, thinking back to what I know you guys, you all just grew it by providing excellent service and being there. You weren't doing some big... You probably didn't have money for advertising. No, we didn't. Do you even advertise now? We do. We have some ads running on WDUN. Oh, right here on WDUN. The best place to have them. That's right. Really. Sponsor our Access WDUN talk and text line. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The WDUN talk and text line. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that. And but service was the bedrock, and still is. I hope so. We try. That's that's all we got. We there's lots of people have equipment. There's national companies and everything like that. But it's the relationship with the customers and and the service. I think. All right, we're going to talk more about relationships and service after this break on North Georgia Business Radio X. 
service with a smile. Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with a true servant, Mr. Nathan Crumley of MR Equipment Rental. Nathan, welcome back to the program. I bring that up, Nathan, to talk about the excellent service of MR Equipment Rental, which, as we discussed a bit in the prior section, is really the key to your success. But it came to me that, although you would never say it, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Uh, you personally, I am blown away with your service, Nathan. And for those of you listeners who who don't know Nathan, Nathan was uh, voted last year as the Gainesville JC's Young Man of the Year. I'm going to ring some cowbell just for that. <laughs> young Man of the Year. And um, that was fitting. He was the Young Man of the Year. And... The reason for that is Nathan. I'm blown away by just like how Nathan serves at MNR, and he's built a culture of serving. That's how he rolls, and I love it because Nathan Nathan does not have a TikTok account. Nathan, you don't have an Instagram, do you? No. Nathan is not doing a single thing to get attention. The last thing Nathan wants is to get attention. I had to drag Nathan on this radio show, which was hard because it's very strong. But he's just doing things that need to be done. And that is such a lesson for all of us because we live in a a culture and just a time technologically where it's so easy to just throw stuff out there about you. And there's so many um, gurus and famous people and folks who are just promoting, 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 and it's all sizzle and no steak. And Nathan is a medium rare ribeye with no need for sizzle. Okay, he's all steak. So thank you for your service to the community um, with that. And a lot of that, I think, you know, the way we serve in business goes in with how we serve in life. Nathan does so many things where he just uses being handy and having equipment, right? Bringing stuff out where it's needed. So thank you, Nathan, on behalf of the North Georgia Business Radio X community. Thank you for all you do, Phil. Oh, stop it. So anyway, before we start, tearing up, Nathan. Uh, when you look at service, I, I don't know if you even haven't, you probably don't have anything written on the wall. This is how we serve, but you, you built a culture that, what do you instill in your in your employees and your team to have that mindset? We probably haven't done a good enough job of any sort of, any sort of formal mission statement or any of that sort of stuff, but hopefully they just see our example and you know, early on when you, you hear there's a problem on a job site and you go to either swap it out or try to fix it, you can see the the inconvenience and the problems that <laughs> basically, whether or not you feel responsible because your machine's not working properly, even if it could, could be something they did, but it's still, you you got to figure out how to make it right and, and keep the customer happy mm-hmm. and, and let them finish their job. And I hope that our our drivers, our counter people, our, our mechanics, hope everybody sees that and, mm. and kind of puts themselves in the customer's shoes of how do we get this this job done. And, right. Well, I think they do see that from you because you, that's how you guys act. That's how you've always done. When your employees, somebody new joins the team, when that first formal employee came in 2015, they saw that. And... It's funny you mentioned, you know, we probably haven't done as good of a job with a formal mission statement. I have nothing against a mission statement. I have nothing against core values. or Those are fine. Those are great. But what you want is that the culture is there 
and that if you did have a mission statement, somebody read it and just said, oh, that makes sense. But you don't need one. They know it. That's what you really want. People seem to have that in them. I mean, I really have rented, I mean, I'm not a lot of equipment compared to a lot of guys, but I've rented plenty of equipment from NMR, and the service is amazing. They just bring it out there right to you. I I screwed up the track on a on a skid steer before. And you know, this game took care of it, and that was my fault, for sure. So, keep up the great work. Thank you. And it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, the MO is just, look, we have to take care of the customer. We have to get... We, uh, what we do, we don't do everything in the world. We don't end world hunger. We don't, uh, we, we don't, uh, we can't end conflicts in the Middle East. But we get people equipment that runs. And that's, it's all built around that. No matter what, that's what you got to do. I like it. I like it. So what is the craziest equipment problem you've ever seen in, in the endeavor to uh, get people equipment that works? <laughs> a couple of years ago, it snowed on a Saturday night. Okay. And um, we had a job down in Buford. And my brother was getting phone calls from somebody that went to church with his in-laws down there. And they said, hey, your machine is flipped over in the ditch. <laughs> <laughs> it was a tele-hammer, a big tele-hammer. <laughs> and uh, it was still snow. It, there was still snow on the ground, but it was warming up. And uh, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know where that came. We don't have a job on that road. <laughs> I don't know what that is, so somebody better go check on it. And so I went down there to check on it. It had been stolen or, yeah, driven off of a job (laughs) about a mile away. And we pulled up the GPS, and they could see where they went to the gas station around the corner. Started at 8 o'clock Saturday night in the snow. Drove it down around the corner to the gas station, then back the other way and looped around a neighborhood. It spent some time there and then just came on down the road and, Something happened. He just flipped over in the ditch, and I guess just walked away. So this somebody is out joyriding in the snow in your telehandler. Mm-hmm. How fast can a telehandler even drive down the road? It's not real fast, but it feels like you're going pretty fast because <laughs> it bounces a, a good bit, and um, it's not a smooth ride always. But uh, yeah, and we we were able to get. I called a, a wrecker we used down there, and he said, "Yeah, I've been working all night. Uh, let's go ahead and get it." get it done today so i came back and got a roll back he picked it up and set on the truck and we got it back to the shop our shop guys are just incredible and they they actually we didn't have another one to, to send to the job site and they're like well we it's monday and we're ready to work we don't have one but we got them one i think we had them one back down there by tuesday all right Sunday. we got that one our, our mechanics got pulled, it fixed up pulled, and back pulled some miracles and yeah got it back together <laughs> Wow. Uh, have you had many occasions of homeowners or otherwise getting equipment that maybe was a little uh, over their skis? I'm sure it happens. I think most people know their limits and they'll <laughs> they'll know when to to stop and hire somebody. Maybe one. Uh, you know, you have the equipment has to be um, taken care of correctly. It's got to be ready to go. And one thing that stood out to me that I'd love this mindset and it stems from your, your desire to just serve people, right? Is I asked you, I was, I was using my chainsaw a lot and I was like, Nathan, how do you sharpen a chainsaw? Like, what is the best way? Cause there's a lot of different things to use. And, and I was thinking these guys sharpen a lot of chainsaws. Probably I'm going to ask Nathan. And you said you don't sharpen chainsaw 
chains. You just put new ones on every time. Explain that thought process to us. We we used to have, a, in the early days, we had a, a saw sharpener and we'd do it, but people would come back and say, this, this thing's not cutting right. And you can't say for sure we did it 100% right. But right. if you put a new one on, it's there's no question. Right. It's either, if it's not working, it's because they probably hit got the dirt or something. You know. With it, yeah. So you, this is another thing you were able to say, I want to ensure, number one, ensure I take our air out of the way and the customer gets what they want. They crank the chainsaw, it's going to cut. Mm-hmm. But then you added some protection where if somebody says it's not cutting right, you know it's them. As long as we put a new one on it. As long as you put a new one on it. Which we're supposed to do. But. Right. And what is the cost of a new chain on average? I think it's about $8. $8. So that, that helps too. The prices have come down on those. All right. Compared to what we used to buy. And that, that that's one of, I'm sure, many things you've come across. Think about in your business, listeners. Where is there something like that? Maybe you're dealing with this issue akin to you keep taking the time to sharpen a chainsaw chain and... There's complaints, and what are you going to do about it? Instead of saying, how can I sharpen the proverbial chainsaw better? Maybe just don't sharpen it. Maybe just put a new chain on there. That cost can be passed on, and it's going to go right every time for the customer. Where can you open your mind and expand it to to come up with a more creative solution? I mean, don't expect to be as creative as Nathan Crumley. He's, he's a visionary. But we're going to come back and we're going to talk about roles in the business and a family business after this break on North Georgia Business Radio X. In business and team building, it's more about more than just about getting the right players on the bus. You've got to get all those players on the right seat on the bus. Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with my good pal, Mr. Nathan Crumley of MR Equipment Rental. Welcome back, Nathan. <laughs> so we have we there's several folks on the bus now, right? You start out with you, added Don and Will, your brothers, and then now, 14, 15, 16, 17, great employees. When you look at the, the roles of the company, it's so funny, and I wasn't surprised. I asked you, what's your title? And you said, we really don't have titles, which is great. It's just like with the mission statement. If you don't need one, why waste the time in having one? Um, but everyone, I imagine, you and Don and Will especially, you have different roles. How did you determine those roles? What are the strong suits of each of you? How does that all work well together? I don't know. And we're still, I think that's constantly changing and evolving based on what needs to be done that week, that month, at that time. Um, But it's just kind of what happened naturally, I guess. And some stuff, as we grew, going from just two of us to three, even you got to let some stuff go. Mm-hmm. And now is an opportunity to pass some stuff off. And right. We probably still haven't done as good a job of that as we should. Now that we have very, very capable employees who want more responsibility, and we just okay, it's hard just to let go of of some things. Sure, we're trying, trying. Do y'all? How do you make decisions? Do y'all three have like formal meetings? You get together or just chat in the morning <laughs> before things kick off? Sometimes we'll just send a group text to say hey this. This is for sale. Do y'all want one? We or 
we're out of this. Do y'all want to add another one? And, and we'll just reply to that. But we try to now that past year or so, we're trying to meet once a week and just go over all three of us, just take turns going over what, what we've got going on in our kind of corner of the business. All right. And uh, has that been helpful? I think so. And what's everyone's corner? What's your corner of the business? Um, I guess the, I still pay the bills and, um, do, do a lot of dealing with the accountants and that sort of stuff. Okay. Um, and then I've got a, I've got a CDL, so I kind of oversee the trucks, but we've got other people kind of that help me out with that too. So it's not just me. So logging in the QuickBooks and driving the big truck, <laughs> yeah, whatever's needed. Yes, and it sounds like with with Don and Will, I mean they're just doing whatever's needed too. And it it sounds like you've kind of naturally drifted to where everyone's strengths are, which is nice. How do y'all handle? Because this is not just a you know, lots of businesses are owned by more than one individual, and they have they've got to communicate effectively, and they've got to make decisions. And there is an extra dynamic when everyone's related. Do y'all ever have any big disagreements, and how do you settle those? Um, I guess we've been fortunate. There's been nothing, hasn't been anything major that I'm aware of, at All least right. on my end. But um, yeah, we just sometimes, sometimes, honestly, you, you have a which, or at least for me, I'll have something that I think frustrates me a lot, and but you got work to do, so you don't have time to slow down and mm. and hash it out which could make things worse sometimes sure so um, some, sometimes time you, you want to address issues i've found this in my own professional life you want to address issues and and you might read some books or something that say like hey you should address stuff right away sometimes like if somebody was driving the truck drunk you would need to address that right away but there are things that you recognize this is bothering me this person's behavior i don't like it and you think on it a while, and the perspective you had initially, you realize, mm, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I'm not seeing things. Maybe right then was not the time to address it because I was a little too hot. Yep. And you change your perspective. Yeah. Or just you see it from your perspective only, and then you have some time to think about why did why did they approach something this way, and then you, you kind of calm down a little bit. Yes. And then if a conversation is needed... You can come from a place of calm, which is a lot better than coming from a place of being mad, which I can't picture you being mad. Can't even imagine that. But I'm sure it happens sometimes. And you can come from the calm place and you can come assuming positive intent because you've thought through, well, maybe it was this. And I like to even ask, you know, hey, did you do this because you were thinking that? And assume something good versus if it if you'd had the conversation three days ago when it happened, you would have said, what the heck is the matter with you, you moron? And that's not productive for anybody. Right. Right. Okay. So I, I love this, Nathan, that it, looking in a, in a quick summary, again, in business, you got to be following your strengths, take advantage of opportunities and hop on a path, take action. You're never guaranteed results. You went down the path of purchasing the business. You didn't know if you get financing. You, you thought maybe it wouldn't work out, but you went on the path. It did work out. You got in there. There's plenty of unknowns. There will always be unknowns. How do you deal with them? You figured it out, right? Figure it out with people you trusted. And then as you grew, you put better things 
in place and you kept growing. You didn't slow down. Um, and you established, you never said, hey, I'm going to wake up this morning and go establish a culture of service. You just sought to serve and serve better and you led by example. And you brought on other people who like to serve and it, it handled itself. No mission statement, no board meetings, getting it done. I do like that you've added in the weekly meeting though. Yeah, that's, I think that's been helpful. That's great. And as you've often said to me, I mean, what really keeps you going and inspires you to such a great level is just, you're just so inspired being married to your wonderful wife, Katie. Yes, that's very important. And when you shared that off the air, it was really very poignant and sweet. I love that. So I would love to hear about, let the people know, if they haven't been there at all or been there in a couple of years, the new building. I still think of it as new. You've been there three years. Where is M&R Equipment Rental? Where's the shop? Um, the address is 2577 Monroe Drive, 30507. Okay. Just outside of Gainesville. It's, well, it's still in city limits, but just across 985, headed toward Athens. Headed towards Athens by the big post office. Yep. Right across the Beautiful big post shop. I thought the other place was cool, but this is definitely a huge step up. Now is a great time to come in. Listen, folks, it's time to it's time to prune, to delim. Soon it will be. It's it's getting there. I think you already can. Come get your pole saw. Do you like to have a fire on a cold winter night? Come get a chainsaw from M and R. It'll have a new chain. Do you have a project that your wife has been wanting you to do or you've been wanting to do? Haven't gotten around to it? Now's the time. Get his kids here. Get a mini X. They'll drop it off. It's amazing. Make it happen. Come to the new shop. All right. How hard of a decision was it to take on the big expense of building the new shop? It was. It took us years of of planning and doubts and everything like that, trying to figure out where to put it, where to mm. where to move to, and mm-hmm. um, what size to build the building and that sort of stuff. Right. But I think it worked out really well. And you, you, there's always the concern: Hey, we're gonna take on this cost. We might take on some debt to build this that we feel like we need. But what if the business slows down? There's always that, right? Right. But you got to move forward. And they they actually started moving dirt in February of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so not, you start watching the news and they're talking about shutting down the economy here. And it's I called the contractor. I said, hey, do you think we ought to pause everything just for a little while and see what happens here? And he said, no, you don't want to do that. And I'm I'm very thankful. Right. He, he talked me out of it. Talked me off that ledge. And very wise. Yes. And... You don't know, you never know what the future is going to hold. But if you'd waited, I mean, you really needed to be bigger. And if you waited till things were 100% certain, you'd be a year and a half behind. Yeah. And the costs would be. Oh my goodness. Probably almost doubled. and Easily. Yeah. And lead times on everything. It'd been a nightmare. Well, kudos to you for your boldness in doing that. Thank you, Nathan. We take it for granted you're just out there doing your thing, serving the community, earning a living for your family and 17 other families, by the way. But um, it's a huge part of, of our community. It's a huge part of what our community uh, makes our community great. And I encourage everyone to go to M&R Equipment Rental. They're great folks. And they're not uh, they're not out there doing uh, flashy campa- campaigns about uh, how amazing they are, but they are. 
and uh, they're serving the community in a big way. So thank you. Thank you for your boldness in doing that. Thank you for your leadership and your service. And uh, I'll be in there soon to get my pole saw for my annual de-living. And I uh, appreciate you, Nathan. m Equipment Rental. And uh, have a great week, everybody. Thank you for having me. Been listening to North Georgia Business Radio X with Phil Vanelli. What local business do you know that should be highlighted on our program? Let us know. Just search North Georgia Business Radio X on Facebook or contact Bo at businessradiox.com. See you next time and remember to support our local businesses.